Hello, welcome to This Day in Wikipedia. My name is Sean. At the start, I just wanted to wish a happy non-resident Indian Day to all of our listeners. When I was looking at these holidays, I realized that probably some of them are a little less obvious than what you may think. Non-resident Indian Day celebrates the contribution of the overseas Indian community towards the development of India. It's been a... Yesterday was a weird day. Uh, it was a fun day. I'll talk about it more when we're done, depending on how long this podcast runs, because I have a feeling this one might be a little on the longer side. We are going to start, as we always do, with a birth. On January 9th, 1934, Bart Starr was born in Montgomery, Alabama. Bart Starr for those that don't know, was a quarterback who played for the Green Bay Packers. He was their quarterback from 1956 to 1971. And I did neglect to mention this when I was talking about Hank Stram, but uh, I have a real love for the, the Packers. I was raised in a household by a mother who was from Wisconsin and a father who was from Texas. So throughout my life, I had the Packers on one side and the Cowboys on the other. So just a shout out to my mom and my sister, letting them know, go Pack Go. While Bart Starr was playing for the Packers, he led them to three consecutive league championships. He took the Pack to the NFL championship game in 1965. And then he led the Pack in Super Bowls 1 and 2, 1966 and 67 respectively. He's the only quarterback in NFL history to win three consecutive NFL championships. I'm hoping Pat Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, takes that record from him eventually, but who knows? It's tough to win multiple Super Bowls in a row. Bart's life wasn't always easy. When he was 13, his younger brother Hilton died. After his younger brother died, Bart's relationship with his dad was pretty much irreversibly damaged. Bart initially had no interest in playing football, and after a few days playing for his high school team, he decided to quit. His dad gave him the option of play football or work on the family farm, and Bart opted to choose football. He didn't get much of a chance his sophomore year, but his junior year was when he got the chance to really shine. He led his high school team to an undefeated season, and he was recruited heavily by colleges throughout the country. Ultimately, Bart opted to go to the University of Alabama. His time in Alabama is interesting because Bart Starr is often talked about as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, but his college career was so pedestrian. His freshman year, he only played in a handful of games, his sophomore year, Alabama went 6-2-3 with Starr passing for 870 yards and 8 touchdowns, like Mahomes did that in 2 games. His junior year, he, was, he had a back injury that was sustained in a fraternity hazing incident, and he went 4-5-2. In 1955, a new coach took over at Alabama and decided that he didn't want Starr to play, and Starr hardly played his senior season. Despite having a rather shoddy college career, he was drafted in the 17th round of the 1956 draft by the Green Bay Packers. 
He spent the next three years as a backup QB. And finally, in 1959, Vince Lombardi took over and named Starr the starting quarterback. He was their starting quarterback from 1959 to 1971. I know that football is a different game than it was in (laughs) that era, but Bart Starr's numbers to me are just absolutely hilarious. Um, I know that maybe some of you aren't intimately familiar with football stats, and that's okay. I'm not asking you to, uh, but I will just kind of put some things in context. Bart Starr's best season was 1961, where he threw for 2,418 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. I decided, hmm, I wonder if there's any 2020 QBs that have similar stats. And I looked it up, and in 2020, Gardner Minshew of the Jacksonville Jaguars had 2,259 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, and five interceptions. And Minshew is not considered a good quarterback. Um, During his career as a quarterback, Bart achieved numerous NFL awards. He was the two-time Super Bowl MVP, five-time NFL champion, four-time Pro Bowler, five-time NFL passer rating leader, and he was the league MVP in 1966. After retiring, Starr went on to coach the Packers from 1975 to 1983, but he was a much better player than a coach. Bart Starr was married to his wife for over 60 years, and they married secretly while Bart was in college. He was worried that if the college knew that he was married, it could affect his scholarship since the colleges expected their player-athletes to focus on sports and not their personal lives. Bart Starr died on May 26, 2019 due to complications with a stroke he had in 2014. When I was looking for people who died, I know I've said this before, but I'm just going to reiterate. I want this to be a worldwide podcast, and so when I'm scanning for names, I will look for lesser-known people, um... Or people that interest me. And in this case, this was a person that I had never heard of before. But then when I started reading about her life, I was absolutely shocked at how amazing this woman was. So on January 9th, 1848, Caroline Herschel passed away at age 97. Caroline Herschel was the first woman to be a paid scientist. She was the first woman in England to hold a governmental position. She was the first woman to be awarded the gold medal of the Royal Astronomical Society and the first woman to be an honorary member of the Royal Astronomical Society. Caroline was born in Hanover, and she was the eighth child. When Caroline was 10, she contracted typhus and... It permanently stunted her growth at four foot three or one point three zero meters, and she was blind in her left eye. Despite her father's desire for Caroline to be educated, she was instead taught to be a house servant because her family figured no man would ever want her. After her father died, Caroline's older brother William and Alexander invited her to Bath, England to basically be like a housemaid. Caroline did not fit in very well 
in Bath, and she did not have many friends. But the one thing that she did do while she was in Bath is she got educated, and she got the education that she always wanted. She was known to be an absolutely amazing singer, but she only sang for her brother, um, or choirs that her brother, William, led. Caroline and William have a very interesting relationship because starting out, she's basically like his servant. She has a quote where she talks about how she was William's loyal puppy dog, and he she just pretty much did whatever he told her to do. After a few years of singing, William decided to start stepping away from singing and really focused on astronomy. As he stepped away from singing, so did Carolyn, even though Carolyn loved singing and really missed singing. In the 1770s, William started to build his own telescopes, and Carolyn was his constant servant, feeding him, reading to him, taking notes for him, and just taking care of him in general. After a while, through William's teachings, they began to kind of work as equals, even though Caroline was usually given, like, the crappy jobs to do. In 1782, Caroline gave her last performance as a singer, and shortly after that, her brother was named the court astronomer of King George III. Her first big discovery came in 1783, where she discovered a nebula that had never been seen before. Between the years of 1786 and 1797, she discovered eight additional comets that had never been recorded. William died in 1822, and a grief-stricken Caroline moved back to Hanover. She continued to spend the rest of her life making numerous discoveries. Caroline was given an award in 1828 from the Royal Astronomical Society, and until 1996 was the only woman to ever receive that award. Caroline passed away in Hanover on... January 9th, 1848, of old age, and on March 16th, 2016, Google honored her birth with a Google Doodle. I just love hearing stories about people that you just never have heard about before. She basically was able to make a living as a scientist in a time when most men couldn't make a living as a scientist. For the event on January 9th, 1940. On January 9th, 1914, the Phi Beta Sigma fraternity was founded at Howard's University. Phi Beta Sigma is one of the largest predominantly African-American fraternities, and while it was not the first black fraternity, that was Omega Chi Phi, I'm probably saying that wrong, in 1911. Phi Beta Sigma has gone on to be one of the most impactful. Phi Beta Sigma was founded on an idea of being part of a community rather than apart from a community. The fraternity is focused on giving back to communities from which the members come from. The motto for the fraternity is culture for service and service for humanity. Phi Beta Sigma members have played integral roles in many momentous moments in African-American history. When you look at a list of notable Phi Beta Sigmas, they include 
Dr. George Washington Carver, John Lewis, Al Sharpton, Bootsy Collins, Terrence Howard, Al Roker, Jerry Rice, and for you WWE fans, Apollo Crews. During the Civil Rights Movement, many Phi Beta Sigma brothers were at the forefront of the movement. John Lewis and Jose Williams led marches in Selma, and Huey Newton and Bobby Seale formed the Black Panther Party, and James Foreman became the Executive Secretary of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Community. In early January 2020, the fraternity noticed that Ralph Lauren was illegally using their symbolism on their clothing, and they issued a cease and desist, and the clothing was pulled. Phi Beta Sigma runs many national programs, and they continue to be all about giving back to their community and working to improve the lives of African Americans around the country. With that, I will be done talking about the fun stuff. If you want to keep listening past this, there's going to be a little more discussion similar to Thursday's episode where we talked about everything that happened at the Capitol building. So if you are going to disconnect from here, have a wonderful day, and I will see you on Sunday, January 10th. So yesterday, Friday the 8th, a lot of stuff happened, and it all sort of snowballed all at once. So as a result of the attack on the Capitol building, Twitter suspended Trump's account. And then after about 12 hours, unsuspended Trump's account. Trump sent out a couple tweets, and then around 5.30 in the afternoon or so, 520, they announced that Trump's Twitter account had been banned permanently. This was kind of on the heels of Facebook announcing that Trump's Facebook page had been permanently suspended, and this started like a huge snowball. Uh, Trump attempted to circumvent his ban by tweeting from the official POTUS account, as well as the Team Trump election account and one of his campaign staffers' account. Um, the POTUS account had the tweets deleted, and the Team Trump and the account belonging to his staffer were all banned. Uh, Rush Limbaugh apparently was banned. A bunch of QAnon people were banned. I mean, it was quite an evening. Um, the Democrats are continuing to push to either have Trump impeached or removed from office, and it sounds like more articles of impeachment are going to be uh, presented on Monday and voted on Wednesday, I believe. So Trump could set, and probably will set, a new record for being the first president impeached twice. It is crazy to me how much history has happened in 2021, and we are literally, literally, not figuratively, literally only on the eighth day of the year. And really, all the stuff that's happened since Wednesday has just been crazy. Like, 
unprecedented is a word that I think gets thrown around a lot regarding this situation, but it's really unprecedented. I mean, you have Lindsey Graham, who was one of Trump's biggest defenders, being called a traitor, um, being yelled at by people in Trump attire. I mean, it's just crazy. You have people getting arrested left and right for breaking into the Capitol. I mean, it's like, it's going to be an interesting 12 days between now and the inauguration. So I hope you decide to keep joining with me. And I look forward to talking to you all again on Sunday. Goodbye.